Blog Talk Radio. today's show today is the 20th of may it's one of those days where there's like a ton of birthdays as though the world knew you know this this easy day to remember but it's 5 20 2020 so it's kind of a cool day cool birthday day so if it's your birthday out there there's like a ton of um people on facebook where it says your birthday and the list just kept going i'm like where does it end It's just one of those days. So happy birthday if it is your birthday today. Also, the voice of Todd on our um, show, it's his birthday today. So that's, that's where that goes. I'm just a couple months older than he is. So here we go. Today's show, how to have a better relationship with yourself. Because that is our first personal relationship. Whether we look at it that way or not, we just think (laughs) that we've always known ourselves and that's that. Nobody can see what we're thinking. Nobody can see what we're doing. And I know we're past that thought, but yet we still really think it. And we know who we are by what we used to think and that is what other people thought about us. That's how we thought we were. Oh, they said, I'm good, I'm good. They said, I'm bad, that means I'm bad. No one paid attention to me, that means I'm invisible. And we take it all on from the outside in. But we now are a little bit past that in knowledge, whether or not we may use that knowledge, that nothing is coming to us from the outside in. So how do we take a look at our own relationship with ourselves? Like, how do you set your pace? What are, how do you know, okay, I can or cannot do this? Because it all stops and starts in our heads. So I, of course, asked Christ, and, you know, it's been a little busy right now, but I love it. And he said one thing to me this morning. And he said, capture your thoughts. And I'm like, capture your thoughts? What do you mean by capture your thoughts? So the things that you think mean something. Stay on it for a minute. Because we're thinking all day. And we're just used to our little thinking. We are used to, oh, I'll do this. This makes me feel good. Or I'll eat that. And then maybe... In the middle of the day, we start to feel maybe a little anxiety. We're like, oh, why do I feel that? And we just start to constantly interact with ourselves. It goes on all day long in the development of our relationship with ourselves. We got used to the quiet voice, the voice that just kind of tells us what we can't do. 
and the stuff we do do sometimes, it sounds like doo-doo, but the stuff we do do, it's almost like, well, I have to do that. And sometimes when we want to do something, we try to tell somebody or sell somebody on how we need it. How we need it. We can't admit that it's something we desire, we want, we're happy about. We tend to hide from other people what makes us happy because we are afraid that that will be taken away from us or used against us in some way or it won't work out. So the relationship we have with ourselves is like a total constant negotiation of some kind all day long. Should I, shouldn't I, can I, can't I? Nobody gets me. Nobody pays attention to me. Nobody listens to me. Nobody hears me. Nobody, nobody, nobody. And I've heard that a lot during this pandemic time because people have had time to think, and now they're at the point, which is a great place to be, of verbalizing what's been going on in their heads because there there honestly was nothing left to talk about, no one to complain about at work. and very little to complain about at home. And if there was something to complain about at home, it was concrete. It was money, or it was something outside of them that they could not control but can react by by feeling and by planning. So then I thought, gosh, you know, in this time, how do we build a working relationship with ourselves? And the first thing... The first way is to understand yourself before you try to be understood by others. Because we do the complete opposite of that. We want everyone else to understand us and we package our thoughts in a way that might bring us that outcome that we want. Well, if I tell them this way, they'll understand. But the bigger question is, why do you need to tell them that way? And why do they need to understand? What do you understand? And it all goes back to self-accounting. Why do I want that? Why do I need them to feel that way towards me? Why does that make me feel safe? Why don't I feel safe without that? approval or understanding from someone else why doesn't it matter to me if i understand why do i have to manipulate and it, it's not the kind of manipulation like trying to get people to do what you want but what you're trying to buy is an approval from them of some sort that makes us feel good because of that we cannot be ourselves So our first step into taking care of ourselves is gone. So when Christ says capture your thoughts, those why questions should be your favorite questions (laughs) because they're the last ones we ask. We don't think about nurturing what we feel as much as what 
we perceive people thinking, if I get that degree, then people will love me or respect. If I get this car, they'll think I'm successful. How many people purchase things they cannot afford for the appearance of what they want to be? If you've ever read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, you'll know how they did that. But it wasn't by the outside judgment coming in. It was about the inside knowing working its way out. They weren't the ones with the fancy cars, but they had really good ones. And it doesn't mean fancy, but I'm talking like those two-seaters that cost a lot of money, make a lot of noise and are impractical if it's not a second car. And it's the truth of that. But you have to understand why you want that. That's why when we see that and we see the person, you know, bullying down the street, noisy and everything, we're like, oh, brother, here we go. But understanding ourselves before trying to be understood cuts out the trying to be understood by others. Understanding ourselves, actually one of the most fascinating things you could ever do. You will realize by capturing your thoughts, like, hey, why did I think such a weird thought? Or why do I keep thinking about how to fix this, whatever it is, whether it's a relationship with somebody, a broken cabinet, looking for what you want to do next, starting to research that. Whatever it is we seek to take ourselves to this road of understanding, we start to discover that, hey, we're not so bad after all. Why did I need so-and-so to think this about me? Why did I need approval from this person? Like, what if that person didn't exist? Who would I be looking for for approval from? The minute, and I'm saying the minute, we start taking care of ourselves, the what everyone thinks about me literally disappears. It disappears because that's like your heart and your ego fighting all day long. And I've been seeing a lot of ego showing up in fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. And thank God I know those five things because the minute I start hearing what I'm hearing, even to the point where someone was just totally full-on blasting me for their problems, but trying to fit me into that that box they needed me in. And me all along knowing it has absolutely nothing, nothing to do with me. And going back into years of the relationship with stuff that totally pulled the rug out from under my feet because now I'm going, how do I trust that today whatever I say isn't going to come out in five years? So I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What I think doesn't matter. But the fact that it matters to you 
tells me that you don't even have a developed thought or you have not faced what's bothering you enough to understand yourself and you don't understand yourself and you're coming to me trying to make me understand and all I understand is that you are angry. They will understand. Everyone will understand our unfinished business. So if you're trying to understand something, don't try to calculate what other people will think, do, or care about if you don't know yet what you care about, do, or feel. That's the biggest thing. Stand yourself before trying to be understood by others, and the others will understand who you are by you being who you are. As easy as that is to say, we always say, be yourself and you'll be fine. But what's be yourself? But be yourself means to understand yourself. To give yourself that same time that you would to learn a job, that you would to understand someone else. If you're going to seek anything in life, It's you, yourself. You have to look for yourself. You have to be able to define what you're looking for from life, and you can't do it without knowing why you are looking for it. And in the beginning, it might sound like, this is weird, but I'm going to try it. What have I got to lose by asking myself, why do I want that? Why did I think that? What about that feels so important to me? Why am I attracted to that? Oh, I'm attracted to it because I know if I do it, I will feel good inside. I won't need anything on the outside, an award, attention, whatever it is. What I really want is peace. And if you talk to yourself that way, and let's say you have a thought that might just be a fleeting thought for a moment, but let's say you imagined yourself for a minute doing what you love. Maybe you want to start a garden and you're in there and you're digging and and you actually see yourself in the garden. Don't pass that by. Go back to that thought and say, wow, what if, I really did start to garden. Where would I do it around my house? Would I have to buy, if you're in an apartment, one of those plant boxes? Because there's a way to do everything now. What would I plant in a garden? Would it be food? Would it be flowers? What kind of garden would I plant? But when we start to capture our thoughts, in a weird way, it gets us out of our head to bring us back into our head in a different way, in a more positive light of how we see ourselves. Like, wow, that was really an enjoyable thought. And it may not be gardening that you end up doing, but you may get little plants that you put by the window, and one of them is basil, one of them is mint, and one of them is, you know, and you start to actually add to your life 
what you think in your head, and it becomes like, it's like the difference between seeing a screen and seeing 3D. It comes to life. And believe it or not, those little listens, those tiny listens, are what build the better relationship with yourself. And how does that look once you start to feel like you can communicate, you can self-communicate, is that you slow down your communication to other people. You become patient. You listen. You're like, I'm a little bit curious about what they're thinking because I know what I'm thinking. So they must have gone through their process to think what they're thinking. So I'm kind of curious, like, hey, why do you think that? Like, what did you think about that? And your thoughts become growing thoughts, and then your conversations become growing, curious conversations that are slowed down and not pushed at other people. We stop and we listen without wanting to answer while the other person's talking. Because understanding what we seek, a great example would be during this pandemic. We, because we were cut off from each other and we didn't realize how much we fed off each other, we were faced with ourselves and are continuing right now to be faced with ourselves. And the more we start to understand about ourselves, the quieter we got along the way. I noticed that on on Facebook there's different a different I want to say demeanor of traffic. It's different. People are choosing fewer circles, smaller circles of more meaningful relationships than bigger circles of a lot. Spreading ourselves too thin makes us feel a little bit henpecked because our brain just can't, it can't stop. You know, you want to please at least the majority of those people. But then we slow down in our communication. We don't need as much outside stimulation because it almost becomes intrusive. It almost interrupts us. We may go to people who have the same interests and we may talk with them, compare with them, grow through and with them. Because we have common interests. The other thing that happens when we try to understand ourselves before trying to be understood by others is that we recognize, like we catch it when we get emotionally triggered. We know what will trigger us. Like I know, if I know someone's lying, I don't want to hear anymore. Because I can't say to them, you're lying. But I can say you might want to reconsider that answer (laughs) or what you're saying because I'm not sure if you've gotten down to the bottom of it. Because the lie isn't like they're bad people and they're lying. It's a very delicate balance of not understanding themselves and seeking to be understood from another person. But that triggers me because I automatically want to help 
and fix. But I've learned how to help the person fix themselves instead of me fixing it. So when I see that trigger click in me, I say, oh, wait, 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 put on the brakes. Remember how you taught your kids? This is the same thing. Because I captured that thought, wanting to feel like I was responsible for everybody's emotional feelings. But once I understood my own, I understood that nobody could have done that work for me. So I knew that I couldn't do it for them, but I can lead them to it. Because that I do know how to do. I can say, hey, you know, you might really want to rethink that. But I love the way Christ said, just capture your thought. Don't just let the things you think about that you know, why did I think about that? Why did I think about gardening? There must be something there and think it through and you'll find out. You'll be like, ah, oh, that's just too much work. I don't want to do that. I didn't realize it was that much work. But then at least you'll know because if you were really interested in it, the amount of work it was wouldn't matter to you. There is no right answer. There's only your answer. And so if you know there's a trigger in there and you and you allow the trigger to be stronger than you are, then that helps you find a way to fear, doubt, worry, control, and guilt. Because now you're saying, well, let that trigger come and I'll show them I can handle that. But if you recognize the trigger, you learn to, to soothe what's inside of you by saying, hey, I understand me enough to know I can't fix everybody. However, I can plant the seeds for them to go on that journey. Because it's not important that I fix you. If it were important that we fixed each other, we'd all be answer machines. God would be an answer machine. We'd be like, this is what I want, and if I don't get it, I'm going to get mad. Imagine. Or I'm going to think you don't exist, God. Or I don't have the right friends. Or I don't have any friends. Or I'm alone all the time. If those things start coming up in your head, first question would be, why do I feel alone? What do I think someone else can do for me that I know is my job? And why do I want to put that on someone else? When you even have that conversation, your brain starts to feel like, hey, Hey, we're working in tandem because these are the questions I have that are always ignored. Why are they responsible for you? Listening to what is unmet in us. Capturing those thoughts. Because we all feel like there's something we can't do. But if we can't say it, it will show itself through our behavior and we will look for someone else to tell us that it's okay, we're okay, and why we're okay. 
and no one can actually answer that. And that's why someone can spend their entire lifetime looking for that answer because there is no answer from someone else. There are people who walk into our lives and guide us. And we're so grateful. We go back and we say, wow, when you said that. And you will find that most of the time when someone said that, they were not aware that that was filling a need for you. But you took that information and used it. You didn't just know it. Because there's difference between knowing something and using that information. The minute you use the information is when you start to understand the information. And we're all looking for that nugget that will make us want to go the second step. But in truth, capturing the thought is the second step. Like, hey, why did I think that? A lot of young couples, for the first time, they've kind of stopped the ball from rolling and they're capturing certain thoughts like, Wow, should we start a family? And if we start a family, where would we live? How much would it cost us? What things will we face as parents? Are we even ready for that? Some make a decision yes, and some make a decision no. But the fact that when we capture our thoughts, it leads us to understanding ourselves because we're saying, hey, what I thought about was important enough for me to give it attention and anything we give attention to will grow. But let's say I didn't want to capture my thought and let's say I didn't care to understand myself. I'd be asking everybody, do you think I should have a baby? How does anybody know that? Even if the person said yes, and you listened, and then you had the baby, you'd be like, oh, well, I wouldn't have had this baby if so-and-so didn't encourage me. This is a lot of work. Wow. And then we take, we remove our own accounting. And the whole point of having a better relationship with yourself is self-accounting. That's where Christ started why did you do that because that's what everybody does why does everybody do that i don't know why don't you know why are you doing something you don't know i'm like i don't know is that a trick question i wasn't sure but i was curious And without having the words of capturing my thoughts, I did start doing that. Because when I answered, because everybody does it, that was our current protocol for how we lived our lives, was for everybody else, was for approval of everyone else to define us. When I started asking myself why I was doing certain things, I couldn't do them anymore. Why was I staying up all night to be ready for the next day. Oh, because I was spending time here and there and with this person and and running around trying to make sure everybody thought I was a good person and I gave all this time to the school and I gave all this time here, but I actually didn't have that time. 
And when I started reclaiming my time, I felt like I could help myself help myself. When I started saying no to things that I really couldn't do but did them because I didn't want people to think I was uncaring, but I did choose things to do that I loved to do, my life changed. And it changed because I had a better relationship with myself. Seek to understand yourself before ever trying to be understood because once you understand yourself, you will never have to explain just to be understood back. Capture your thoughts Ask yourself questions. Be hard on yourself when it comes to you answering to yourself. Dig deeper. I can't believe my time is up. This show felt like three minutes. I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.